Hi, this is Dr. Russ Kennedy, and welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast, where we talk about everything new in healing anxiety. So stay with us. Welcome, and thanks for joining me on the Anxiety Rx podcast. I am Dr. Russ Kennedy, and I am the Anxiety MD, and this is the Anxiety Rx podcast. So I am going to talk today about how we devalue ourselves when we have anxiety, how we fall to the stigma of that particular term. I'm an anxious person. Oh, I have anxiety. You know, like an apology. I have anxiety. Oh, please. Oh, just don't hurt me. I have anxiety. And we don't have to devalue ourselves. When we devalue ourselves, we split from ourselves. And as you probably heard me say on this podcast before, all anxiety is separation anxiety. And it's mostly separation from yourself. I was talking to my friend, Dr. Nima Romani, about what happens to us as children is, is we leave ourselves. If we have trauma as children, we tend to blame ourselves for that trauma because we can't blame our parents because our parents are omnipotent. And if we blamed our parents, we'd be challenging the people that are supposed to be taking care of us. So anything that screws up around the house, automatically children take that on themselves. So we start devaluing ourselves really early. And perhaps we start valuing a parent more. So we start looking after the parent instead of having this sense of secure attachment that we're worthy, we're connected to ourselves. And what that does is it separates us from ourselves. When we get separated from ourselves, it's very hard to keep and hold love when you're separate from yourself. And then on top of that, we learn how to read a parent. I had to read my father I had to read my mother to some extent, and we get very good at reading other people, but not so good at reading ourselves. So what happens is when we're not really good at reading ourselves, we kind of abandon ourselves. And then who wants to be someone who's abandoned? So then we <laughs> and then we separate from the part of us that we've abandoned. You know, that's where that, that uh, Eckhart Tolle phrase comes in when he said, I don't like myself, and that implies there is an I that doesn't like, and a myself that's not liked. So when you don't have secure attachment, when you're a child, you learn to split from yourself. And when you're split from yourself, you're a sitting duck for anxiety, that alarm energy that sinks into your body and just creates havoc because how your body feels is how your mind thinks. So if your body feels alarmed, your mind is going to think alarming thoughts. And that's exactly how it works. And that's exactly how anxiety get started. So again, who wants to be connected or attached to someone who's devalued themselves, who's made themselves a victim? Well, us. We, we need to connect with ourselves again. If we don't connect with ourselves again, we'll always be in some form of alarm. And what's the antidote for alarm? Is love. But you can't love yourself because you're split from yourself. So you feel anxious. And then you judge yourself for feeling anxious and you split even more and you can't love yourself even more. So internally, we don't value ourselves because we've learned that we don't deserve to be valued. We don't deserve that our opinions, that we matter. It's always someone else that matters. Now, this is my own personal thing. I mean, it probably relates to many people with anxiety, but this is my own personal story that that I devalued myself growing up. And I think that had a fair amount to do with being bullied. I mean, I didn't get bullied all the way through school, but there was points where I got bullied fairly significantly. 
And I think I was a sort of a sitting duck. You know how they say that um, predators know which child is the one to pick on? Well, I think bullies know which child to pick on too. And if you're in alarm, then bullies will pick on you. Mostly, I believe, because the bullies are in alarm themselves. And when a bully is in alarm, they see you in alarm, and it reminds them of their own alarm, so they retaliate against you. So again, this form of devaluation that we do to ourselves, and it's unconscious, it's childlike. When we're, when we're kids, we just automatically devalue ourselves and, and put our value into something else or the fact that we're good caregivers or rescuers or whatever. And I realize this is older kids, but I think younger kids do it too. We feel it in our families, you know, and then we, then we blame ourselves for being anxious. We blame ourselves for being unlovable, which makes us more unlovable to ourselves. So valuing yourself and loving yourself is how we heal from anxiety and alarm. And it's not just the anxious thoughts. Like I I was on a clubhouse room today and people were talking about um, how to fix the anxious thoughts. And I'm like, no, well, you you can't fix the thoughts. You you can't solve the problem at the level that that it was created. You know, it was created by overthinking. And what you have to do is get into your body, get into feeling, you know, relax your body. And when your body's relaxed, your body feels okay. Then you stop having those negative thoughts. But trying to fix the thoughts, you know, it's like saying, oh, you're about to have a panic attack. Oh, well, just relax. Just tell yourself to relax. Does that work? No, it doesn't work. But if you say, take a few deep breaths, you know, let's just, let's just absorb the emotion of this. Let's just allow it to, to flow through us. You know, let's just, let's just take it and feel our body and put our hand on our chest and connect with ourselves and just feel the compassion and connection with our own loving touch, now you're getting somewhere. You know, that's so much, so much more effective than just trying to beat the thoughts on, your, on their own turf. Because you can't. Your thoughts will always beat you <laughs> in your mind. You know, it's the home team. The home team is the thoughts. You're not going to beat the home team of thoughts. You're not going to go into your mind and all of a sudden go, hey, you know what? Um, I've got the solution with another thought. Anxiety, for the most part, is overthinking. And what a lot of scientists tell you is, well, change your thinking. Well, you can't fix overthinking with more thinking. That's the freaking problem in the first place. So I get frustrated on this stuff. And as you can probably tell by my voice and that kind of thing. So how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you stop judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming? I think I talked about that in an earlier podcast, how we take jabs at ourselves. We judge, abandon, blame, and shame ourselves. And we split. And then when we're split... We can't hold the love, and the love is what heals us. So focus on your good points. You know, focus on the love that you give. You know, most anxious people are sensitive and feel loving, if, even if they're too afraid to display it to themselves or others. But take that love that you have for your pet. You know, this is the thing I did on, on Instagram the other day. So I had Buddha, my, my oldest dog, Labradoodle, he's been with me since my birthday in 2009, so he's almost 12. And I, and I get all this love on my hand from him, you know. I go up to his snout and I kiss him on, he gives kisses on his snout and I rub his, rub his head and I get all this love on my hands from, from you know, touching him and, and cuddling him and loving him. And then I get that love on my hands and I realize it's a metaphor, I'm not crazy. And then I stuff that into my heart. I put it right into my chest because then I feel it then I allow myself to feel it. 
I grab that, that feeling of love that I have on my hands and then I put it right into me because there's a resistance to us. When we're judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming ourselves, there is a resistance to accepting love or compliments. And I talk about that in the book. How are you at accepting compliments? If you go, oh, I, you know, this is old. I, I got this at a thrift store. It's really nothing. You know, if you minimize compliments coming to you, you probably minimize your own positive feeling towards yourself. And if you don't accept that positive feeling towards yourself, you'll never heal from anxiety and alarm. It just does not happen. So when you devalue yourself, you block your connection with yourself, with the world, and other people, but especially yourself. Because that connection with yourself is what ultimately leads to healing. And one of the solutions to that is just learning how to be really good at self-care. This is something we often ignored as children because we cared for our parents or we cared for our siblings or whatever, but we didn't really look after ourselves that way. And in a kind of a Freudian repetition compulsion kind of way, repetition compulsion is basically Freud's term for we repeat what was familiar to us in childhood, in adulthood. So if you didn't get that, that model of looking after yourself as a child, then it's unlikely you're going to do very well looking after yourself as an adult. And I see this with so many of my anxiety clients. And I'm like this. I have a tremendously difficult time looking after myself a lot of the time. Now, I'm way better than I was two years ago. You know, two years ago, uh, if I was going to make a sandwich, I would, you know, slap some peanut butter on a piece of bread and fire it down and then go off and do something else. Now I'll sit there and I'll, I'll, you know, toast the bread and I'll put, I'll cut up some lettuce and some tomato and some cheese and that kind of thing. Apologies to all you vegans. But, uh, you know, I'll do that stuff because now I know how important it is to create this unconscious program of looking after myself, of, of essentially parroting myself. And you might have to fake it till you make it. You know, pick, and uh, Nicole LaPera talks about this, make one promise to yourself every day and keep it. And it's really important to start that trend, to, to break the cycle of just not looking after yourself. And going to the gym and working out like a maniac is not necessarily looking after yourself. I see a lot of people that sublimate, you know, being kind of in a way beaten by their parent when they were younger by, by beating themselves in the gym. So it's kind of like, you know, we have to really be aware of what was our patterning when we were children. And how are we recapitulating that pattern in our adulthood? And when you become aware of it, you can frickin' stop doing it. it. It's not easy. But unless you can see it, you are destined to be it. So overall, when you value yourself, you can value the love that you give to yourself. I'm going to say that again because it's really important. When you value yourself, your feelings, your heart, when you value yourself, you can start giving yourself the love that you've been blocking for so long. And that's ultimately what's going to heal you from anxiety, is giving yourself the love and attachment now that you didn't get back then. That's what heals us. All anxiety is separation anxiety, and it's separation from yourself. And if you're not connected to yourself, you're sure as hell not going to be connected to other people. And other people are one of the sources of healing as well when we can accept compliments, when we can accept love from other people, when we can let that in, it starts pushing out the fear. And I've talked about this before. It's like you've got a closed box, and in it there's love and fear. 
The more love you push in, the more fear you push out. The more fear you push in, the more love you push out. So can you accept the love from yourself? Can you stop judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself? Because that's the only path to healing. There is no other way. You can think better, absolutely. And that helps. I'm not saying it doesn't help. I'm not saying talk therapy, CBT, ACT, all that stuff doesn't help. But until you really connect through your body, until you really feel that connection with yourself, because all anxiety is separation anxiety, until you close that separation and stop judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself, you'll never heal. I didn't heal until I did that. So... That's all I got to say about that, as Forrest Gump would say. That's all I got to say about that. So this is Dr. Russ Kennedy. Please look into my book, Anxiety Rx. A lot of the stuff I talk about here is written in the book in longer form, of course. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I had someone ask me the other day to make the episodes a little longer. I will as time goes by, but right now as I get the podcast established, I think short and sweet is probably the best, and try and keep your interest as much as I can, and I don't want to overwhelm you with information as well. So this is Dr. Russ Kennedy, the Anxiety MD, reminding you, don't believe everything you think. Hey, it's Dr. Russ. Thanks for listening to this episode. And I hope you'll tune in the next time for the Anxiety Rx podcast.